On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, a couple of great chats with Alberta baseball products doing amazing things in the U.S. college ranks. Welcome to episode 31 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Before we get started this week, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have taken the time to download and listen. As it turns out, May is shaping up to be a banner month for the podcast when it comes to downloads, and we're just midway through the month. We're super excited to bring you all the great stories we have coming down the pipe, so make sure you subscribe, especially with two podcasts coming out each week, at least for the next little bit. On to this week's episode, and we start things off with a young man who has already accumulated a plane load of frequent flyer miles. Airdrie's Kieran Weemails has been a star with Cabrini University just outside Philadelphia this year. For the Cavaliers, he went 4-1 in 10 starts with a 4.09 ERA, en route being named first-team All-Star in the Atlantic East Conference. He's pitched all over southern Alberta, including Calgary, Airdrie, Strathmore, and went down to the Prairie Baseball Academy as well. But as it turns out, his travels go much further than that. Kieran, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Hi, how's it going? Doing good? It is going fantastic, my friend. And uh, great to see so many great stories coming out of this province. And you happen to be one of them, although you took a bit of a roundabout way on even getting here in the first place. And so you're born in Belgium, but you've certainly had a lot of frequent flyer miles in your life. Walk us through all the places that you've been to in your life. And beyond that is where along the trek did you actually fall in love with baseball? Oh, well, yeah, I started, I was born in Belgium, small town, and then my mom just always loved the American dream. She wanted to build build her own business, and basically we started moving to Canada because it was a bit harder to get a green card, so we started in uh, Kitchener-Waterloo in uh, Ontario, and um, yeah, I was there for a couple of years, for eight years, and then we moved to uh, Aberdeen, Ohio, which is close to Cincinnati. And um, actually, the first week, uh, we met some people, and they brought me to a Cincinnati Reds game. And that's where I kind of fell in love with baseball, just walking into an MLB stadium, the Great American Ballpark. And I got to see Bronson Arroyo pitch. I saw like Ken Griffey Jr. hit and Chapman even pitch. And it was just, just taking it all in. It was amazing. And um, basically, once I got back, like I wanted to, uh, play the sport and eventually got on the team and um, yeah I started pitching actually this woman helped me uh, start pitching she kind of just told me to throw uh, down at the strike zone and then I was just kind of put into the game um, and it kind of I guess it just came naturally to me but um, yeah that's where I fell in love I was there for two years then we had to move back um, to Canada, but we chose Airdrie, Alberta, and um, yeah, that's where I kept on working at like baseball and well, school and everything. But after that, we um, I played a bunch of places. Um, I was with Calgary Cubs and Strathmore Reds and uh, Airdrie A's, and then during the summers or winters, I would go somewhere. Like uh, one summer, I went back to. Cincinnati and played for the championships and the flash baseball 
and then um, a, where, a parade in Florida where the Worldwide of Sports is uh, in Disney. And then play a couple, two years in Arizona during the summers, uh, during the winter. So been playing a lot, uh, everywhere, kind of. Um, and then after high school, I got the opportunity to play for the Belgium national team. And that's where uh, I played for like three years. We played in the European Championships in uh, Hofdorp, Netherlands, and got to pitch against the national team of Netherlands and uh, Greece and France, um, and they liked me pitching, so I would um, I gotta come back a couple years. And actually, this summer coming up, it's uh, U23 um, in in uh, Czech Republic, Prague, and we get to play there. And then if we then we go for the seniors uh, U- European Championships in. Uh, in Germany, and if we win top five there, then we go to Italy for the pre qualifiers for the Olympics. So we could possibly go into the Olympics if we win top two in Italy, and that'd be in uh, 2020 in Japan. What's it like being that jet setter, that person that's willing to basically go wherever it takes to continue playing and living the dream like you do? It's just, uh, more or less just taking one thing at a time. Um, we just finished, or I just finished my junior year of baseball here in uh, Pennsylvania. After high school, I moved while well, I was two years in Kentucky, and then I went back to University of Lethbridge for a year and came uh, found this Cabrini University here in uh, Philadelphia. Um, it's a three-year program, but last year we went 31-11. and 11. Um, I got to... I was honored to be a star starting pitcher and uh, got a couple wins under my belt and helped the team get to where we were and uh, went pretty well on the, with the year. We we did, had a really good team, just uh, did our thing. Um, just got runner-up, unfortunately, this year in the uh, championship conference, um, which was a little upsetting, but uh, I know that when we come back next year, we'll definitely – keep that in mind and uh, come back next year. But with everything with Belgium and uh, with teams and the t- uh, amount of teams I've been on, just kind of learning how to be a part of a team that I kind of just get to know and then bringing the team a little bit better if I can. And yeah, just, I don't know, just always traveled in my life. My mom's always wanted me to travel. She's traveled in her life. So just love getting the experiences and the opportunities that I've been given and take it uh, one thing at a time. What's it mean to you to be named the first team all-star in that Atlantic East conference? Yeah, I was really honored to see that come out with the awards. Um, our conference was a really good conference. We had good teams like uh, Makelada, Gwen and Mercy. And um, yeah, we had a and, I came in as a new uh, newcomer and uh, just got to do my thing. Um, in Florida, we had a week in Florida where we kind of all got tested to see where our spot would be. Um, they knew they uh, he, they wanted me as a starter, but, you know, being a newcomer, they chose someone they knew uh, to be a starter at the beginning. And then later on, I got the chance to be a weekend starter against the, in the conference and actually – until the championships, I was under a 2.0 uh, ERA, 
which was uh felt amazing i was just kind of just felt like felt my craft and um pitched my game uh, i had amazing uh fielders and team uh behind me that would make the outs i'm uh I'm not really a strikeout thrower. I would say I'm just kind of a guy that gets out and makes plays. Um, and then, yeah, it was just really good. And then uh, came into the championships. I think everyone kind of stepped up their game. And the team that um, that won, Gwen and Mercy, they were they were on a roll. They uh, they unfortunately got two home runs off me, and uh, that's kind of where my ERA kind of dropped a little when. Um, yeah, the two home runs I gave up a grand slam, and that's what cost us in the end, unfortunately. But I don't know if I would uh, change much, but uh, I know that coming back next year, I'm going to just kind of be more prepared when it comes to the championship. That's going to be one of those things that, you know, you, you've pitched enough that you've probably gone through enough of the adversities and that that you know full well that to be continue to be successful is you've got to put those games that are bad behind you just as much as you've got to put the good games behind you and make sure that you're focusing on next pitch, next game, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you think. Uh, after the home run, I uh, came back and shut down the inning and then uh, came back out and... <laughs> got two outs right away. Unfortunately, we didn't get a call on uh, first base, so I was kept in, and I think that's when um, things kind of went downhill. But I don't know. You just kind of take what you saw or you did in the game, and you just kind of learn from it. And uh, next game and prepare. Like I have uh, now, it's summer league, and I have a game on Monday, and I'm not really thinking about the games that just happened. I'm more thinking like, what can I do for this team? What can I kind uh, of improve on and just just go out and throw my game? I know that I do throw a good game, and you know I'll just do my best. It's nothing. Uh, I mean, we're all human; we all make mistakes, but it's what you do with those mistakes that uh, really define you. When it comes to wearing your country's emblem on your jersey, that's got to be something else. We talk all the time about, uh, especially hockey players here in this country, and how you know it's so important to be able to represent your country and what it means to wear the Maple Leaf. What's it mean to you to have been able to represent Belgium in different world arenas as you have? It feels amazing. It does. Uh, we always get the uh, national anthem of Belgium and um, just standing up with all these guys. Uh, at the beginning, I didn't know any of them. And then now I, uh, they're kind of like my brothers in a way. Um, I get to talk to them all the time over Facebook. But it's it's an amazing feeling when you get back and you're in that stadium or wherever we are in the in the in Europe and we're just playing other European teams just – upholding what we we have built and what Belgium's built. Um, their coaches and everything are so proud. And it's just a little different culture, I'd say, from uh, like North American and Europe. It's just um, maybe not more – it's a bit more relaxed, I would say. Just not um, – like I know uh, baseball and sports here is very serious and like hockey and everything. But there it's more – it's still on the come up and people are playing and – um, showing people like Europeans that don't really know the sport how to like what it is and what it takes and it's uh, it's an amazing feeling to be a part of that and just being a part of a team that um, actually we've done really good what since I've been there we got sixth in the uh, first European championship 
and then uh, in the U23, we got third, and we beat Germany in the in that game, and it was it was an amazing feeling to be a part of that. But it does it's um it's humbling as well. Like baseball is a very humble sport, and afterwards you sit down with your players and you see all the uh, like fans that are cheering you on, and um, it's really it's really an amazing feeling. You mentioned how sport uh, baseball is a humble sport, and I'm curious from that standpoint is is that something that always drew you to the sport? Because I know here in Canada we uh, put a lot of emphasis, especially on hockey. Did you feel any pressure to try to switch sports, or were you like, "Hey, this is baseball. This is my sport, and I'm going to do it as as far as I possibly can"? Yeah, I've uh, I've obviously been tempted to play like football or hockey, or well, I've played volleyball a little because my mom was a volleyball player and. Um, I think it just stuck by me that uh, baseball was kind of my sport. I just knew what to do, and um, it just kind of came naturally more to me. And uh, I knew that it was a gentleman's game. Uh, just the fact that, like, I don't know, you see it all the time in the major leagues and college ball. They're just they're about what they're doing. There's nothing really going behind behind the scenes, like bad behind the scenes or they're doing what they need to do to get the job done. And uh, it's something like baseball is a game of failure, really, because you can go two for four uh, in the game, uh, like hitting wise, and that's a good day. Or you have one at bat and you hit a home run and um, you might have like made a couple of errors and that's a good day uh, because that's the winning run. Or in pitching, like you'll give up a couple of runs, maybe a couple of hits, and uh, you'll still be able to win the game. It's just coming back from something that it might not look good at the moment, but it's it's it makes you realize I don't know. It's just um, how how hard it is, but how um, grateful you are as how it works. Because there's no really game that's other played like baseball, and in, uh, in the way that there's just you have to go around these bases where every other sport is just two goals. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a different feeling. And I just love the uh, feel of the game watching MLB players play and, uh, see how serious it gets. And it's, um, well, I think any, any, uh, athlete would say that their sport is, uh, it's more than just a game. It's, it's a good feeling. When it comes to your favorite player, your favorite team, is it safe to assume that maybe Cincinnati still holds a real, uh, real soft spot in your heart? Yeah, I would say so. I keep up with them. Uh, we're actually doing decent this year. We always do better at the beginning of the season. But um, I would say, yeah, I felt, definitely fell in love with Cincinnati at the beginning, um, seeing such good players. And uh, now, like, Chapman's in uh, New York. And, well, Votto's still there, of course. Um, and Votto's a Canadian, too. So, mm. I don't know, just seeing those guys. But I've definitely seen or gone to love, like, the Blue Jays and, um, actually, this summer I'm planning to go see them, but uh, the Blue Jays. But yeah, it's, um, I would say the Cincinnati still holds a good uh, portion of my baseball love, and getting to see the Great American Ballpark. Um, I visited 13 ballparks at the moment uh, uh, now, and I think Great American Ballpark just has that feeling of the, um, the old school baseball, where it's just easy going and you're having fun and you're eating corn dog and you're just <laughs> just doing what you need to do to 
play the game and it's it's fun to be around. Do you have a it's favorite fire. of those do you have a favorite of those thirteen? Yeah, I would say the Great American Ballpark, the Cincinnati Reds Ballpark. It's uh the environment just has uh it's invigorating, it's just inviting and it's so happy. It's in the Midwest and most people are really nice and easy going and it's it's got that feeling. I do love some other ones, like I went to uh Royals or Tampa Bay Rays and um, even um, Milwaukee has a really nice one with uh, overhang, but I don't know. It's just uh, maybe that's because I'm a little biased with Cincinnati Reds, but I like it. Any that you have on your bucket list that you really need to see sooner rather than later? Um, I would love to go to a game in Wrigley Field. I got to uh, drive by it and kind of see it from the outside, but uh, I was during well, I wasn't during baseball season, so. That's one of the things I would love to see while it's still running. And I'd probably want to see Yankee Stadium. Um, now that I'm in Philadelphia, it's like two hours away. So I'd love to go see that. And I mean, the Yankees are, well, the Yankees, but they still got a couple of amazing baseball uh, players. And just to see that and see how like big the Yankee Stadium gets. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. I like. I like just seeing everything, and I usually collect a baseball from every baseball park that I go to. Uh, I actually built this thing in high school uh, with basically like a whole map of the U.S., and it has like little parts where the fields are, and then I just drilled like these holes where I would put the baseballs in. Um, And I have like 13 now, and I went like, I've been to like Cleveland Indians, and um, yeah, like... It's just one of those things you just live, breathe, and eat baseball. Very cool. Uh, feels good. Very cool. When it comes to uh, life, who do you have to credit? Who do you look to uh, for inspiration and for that guidance every single day? Well, uh, I would take a lot from my mom. Um, she's always been an inspiration to me. She was. Uh, she had a little rough childhood. She... Um, she did it all by herself, going from um, basically from a uh, rough childhood to being a Belgium uh, volleyball Belgium national team player, and she got to go to law school, and she put herself through, and um, she's worked hard to get where she is, and she's helped me and my sister out in every little possible way she can um, to fill our dreams, and she helps me to be where I am now with Philadelphia, um, living on my own with my girlfriend here and um, making Belgium happen because it's not not cheap to go there every year. I think she she helps me a lot with everything that uh, I could be doing. Um, And then um, as as like inspiration, I just uh, take inspiration from tell a lot of people like uh, my head coach now and my uh my uh pitching coach um they had they had their good seasons and um it just means a lot when they say like you need to respect it now you need to love it now because it it can be over just quickly um i've met a lot of got great uh great men in this uh in this game and just taking their stories and trying to relate it and trying to utilize baseball to give back and also like love it at the same time and i hope when i'm older i can give back and 
coach for the coach for my son's team or for a little league team. And that'd be that'd be a really nice to, to have. When you look at where you've been, you look at what you've accomplished to this point. What are you most proud of? Maybe I'm most proud of the people I've met and just where I've gone to uh, accomplish these. Being able to travel the world and play an amazing baseball, uh, amazing sport, and meeting all these people to experience things most people don't do in their whole lives. Just I've been able to travel all over Europe, and I've even gone to like Dominican and seen baseball players or all over the States. It's just meeting all these people and seeing where they're from, like the culture and um, what they believe and how much they love it if they're doing it for themselves or for their families or for it, – it just means a lot to see how much – baseball can affect can affect so many people in so many different ways and I love seeing and meeting new people that um, take this game and give it their whole heart and yeah and just being able to go out there every day and play for an amazing team that's behind me and doing my thing it's just it's just an amazing feeling to go out and have a nine guys or a whole team and just have fun with your friends and everything and just play ball. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Kieran, it's been a lot of fun to watch your travels and to hear your stories and a little bit of baseball nerd, which I kind of, uh, I think we all can appreciate as well. So uh, congratulations on the season that you've had in, in Philadelphia and all the best moving forward as you go through your baseball career. Thanks so much for joining us in the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. A couple of weeks ago, we highlighted one school with a ton of Alberta baseball talent being Colby Community College. Another school that has become a favorite is Cloud County Community College. No less than six players from this province dot the roster this year. One of those is Edmonton's Davis Pratt. And as we found out, the 6'2", 205-pound infielder wasn't exactly expecting to be playing ball south of the border. Let's talk about you from the very beginning and how you got into baseball in the first place. Well, it's kind of, it all came, it's it's kind of run in my family. My, my uh, I kind of got into it from my dad. He played at Indian Hills, so he kind of, he got me a glove at a pretty young age and kind of just exploded from there. I think got in probably 10, 12 years ago playing baseball and and really liked it. So kind of trumped hockey and track and all the other sports I was playing. You mentioned the hockey thing, and that seems to be a pretty common denominator when we have these conversations is, is the fact that, you know, you have the choices up here. You've got hockey, you've got football, you've got all these different sports, and yet you decided baseball. And, and what kind of made that light bulb turn on and made you go, hey, this is the path I want to take? I found that hockey it came with a lot of politics, and, I mean, there's a lot of politics in uh, baseball too, but it kind of, I just, I fell in love with it from a really young age, so... It uh, it was a pretty easy easy choice for me. And my dad, my dad. It was nice that me and him got to always work on it whenever he, whenever we had free time. It was just a good kind of summer thing. Kind of it was just fun for me, and never kind of lost that love for the game. So, was infield your first choice right off the bat, or where's your your positional trajectory taking you over the years? 
Well, kind of at a young age, you play everywhere. and But infield, shortstop, second, and recently I got moved over to third. But infield's always been where I've been playing since Mosquito, Mosquito Ball. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I've grown up playing the infield and never really wavered. Do you have a favorite one? Uh, well, third, I think, is the best, kind of the hot corner I like. It's, it's nice just getting the body up in front of the balls and not uh, – don't have the best range, so kind of just knock it down and throw it across, which is which is uh, kind of what I like. Mm-hmm. Walk us through your your stays with both uh, St. Albert with the Cardinals and then moving on uh, Prospects Academy, and, and talk us through some of the experiences you had there. Prospects and Cardinals was amazing. I mean, the coaches at Prospects, Jordan Blundell and all, all of them, Cam, Taylor Burns, they all, they all really got me to where I am today, but... Uh, Prospects. I started out playing on the the black or the junior prospects for two years, and then black prospects for two, and then the gold prospects for a, a year. But it was great. I mean, the great coaches. They always. I think the workouts that they put together were were really good and really specialized for uh, for me and all the other players. And uh, they put together a really good spring schedule for. Uh, after the winter season up in BC. So, I mean, I always loved it. And Cardinals, Cardinals is great. Sambo is, is a great organization. And luckily the last year I was there, we were able to bring home a provincial championship. And that was by far my favorite year I've ever had at, uh, at in a Sambo, just with the team and cam. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just great. I love both the programs and yeah, they're, they're, largely responsible for where I am today. And where you are today is, of course, with Cloud County. How did you end up there? Uh, honestly, it was kind of a surprise. I mean, I think I think I signed in late October, uh, before, like a year before, a year before I came down. But it was kind of out of the blue. I was just in the in the uh, weight room, and Cam came up and said, hey, did Cloud County call you yet? And I was, I kind of, I kind of didn't, didn't really think any schools were going to be looking at me or and anything like that. And so I signed pretty quick. I called the coach and I think we talked maybe two or three times and then he offered me. And then I, like, I obviously can't really turn that down. It's a great school and really up and coming great coaches. And so, yeah, it was nice that going into it, you had Eric Sabrowski or Taryn Langley and, all those guys kind of go so I can talk to them, see what's up and see how they liked it. So it seemed like a pretty good fit for me. Well, that's a pretty common denominator. There's a few schools that Alberta kids really seem to go towards and cloud happens to be one of them. You mentioned the Sabrowski and, and especially the the guys from the Edmonton area. So that's got to make that transition over to uh, post-secondary a little bit easier, knowing that you have a few aces in your back pocket that you can go to and, and get advice from whether it's in baseball or whether it's in school. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. They, I talked to a few of them quite a lot just to see, how they liked it, what what I should expect, and kind of just the general what's up about Cloud. And from what I heard, what they told me, I really liked it. So it was good. 
Talk a little bit about the mindset that you had going into school, given that, as you mentioned, you weren't really expecting to sign on anywhere. And so did that kind of change your perspective on things and make you go, all right, I got to kind of take it a day at a time and maybe um, kind of appreciate it because this wasn't exactly expected right off the bat? Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. I mean, coming in, you hear, like, they they can tell you, but you you never really kind of understand it until you actually live it so I mean it was a total new experience for me and I mean the workload is it's it's uncomparable to kind of Samba or kind of the prospect like it's a constant constant grind but I mean I loved it and yeah you just kind of you got to appreciate it because once you get to kind of your college you only like your your days are numbered Mm -hmm. playing unless you kind of go on from that but so yeah you just got to take it uh one day at a time and kind of just appreciate it. And you've certainly taken advantage of that for sure. I mean, just looking at the the straight up numbers, you're hitting over 300. You got a few home runs. You got a couple of RBIs in the mix. You've stolen a few bases. I mean, it's been a pretty successful uh, first campaign here with cloud. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's been okay. I mean, <laughs> I kind of, I was never really a power hitter until I've kind of somewhat uh, transformed to somewhat a power hitter, I guess you can say, but I mean, the metal bats could probably play a big role in that. But, yeah, I know we had uh, Brett Becker. He was our hitting coach for a little bit. And, yeah, he he made, he kind of changed my approach in a way which I think uh, really helped me out. So, yeah. I was going to ask, what changed in that? Was it just a, a simple little move in mechanics or was it something bigger in terms of, you know, your approach to each pitch and each at-bat? Or talk us through the, the change in mentality that's allowed you to have a little bit of success here. Uh, I think I I used to kind of just uh, not really have too much of a load and now I kind of have a leg kick. And so that was kind of hard to grasp at, at start getting your timing down and stuff. But uh yeah, adding that and definitely changing my approach. I mean, down here you see a lot more off-speed and a lot more velocity, so you kind of got to sit on a pitch and then and then kind of battle up with two strikes. So I think that just learning that, find my pitch to drive and then uh, not not kind of spitting on the, the pitches that I don't want early in that bat and then kind of changing once you get to two strikes in a way. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, that has definitely changed from the Northwest league is Northwest. You kind of, you're either, you're pretty much either getting a fastball or a curveball, most likely fastball. So I think just having to learn how to hit the off speed or sit on off speed or kind of spit on the off speed is a big adjustment that I had to make down here. What have you set for goals baseball wise for yourself? Uh, well, obviously I wanted to coming down here as a freshman. I wanted to get in the starting, starting lineup and be, kind of a middle-of-the-order hitter and uh, kind of stay consistent was the biggest thing, and I think that's something that I still really need to work on. But, uh, yeah, just coming down here, I mean, it's not it's not too often that uh, freshmen come down and start, so I think that was a big, a big goal for me. And just to be kind of a positive impact on the team, both on and off the field, so just being able to help out my team and not be kind of like a burden or just, yeah, just kind of help them out and help them win some games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, certainly done that. Anybody you'd like to give a shout out to? Anybody that you you feel has been an inspiration to you, or someone who's who's kept you rolling that really deserves a, a big shout out? I'd have to thank all my uh, prospects, Samba coaches. That's Taylor Burns, Cam Houston, Aaron Laverado, Jordan Blundell. They've all 
they've all done amazing for me. They, like, I mean, they, they kind of, they were talking about me for, to clouds that kind of, that really got me down here and Taylor with his workout programs. I mean, that's a, that's a, a huge thing that kind of got me in shape and being able to stay healthy and not get injured injured over the years and so yeah just helped me with my swing defensively speed that's that's all them so that's who I'd, I'd really like to shout out to them for getting me where I am well it's uh, great to see what you're doing uh, where you are now with Cloud Davis thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and all the best for the rest of this season and looking forward to you coming back home at some point uh, maybe during the summer yeah no for sure thanks a lot for having me I should be home pretty soon hopefully we can go to Wichita and hopefully even Grand Junction, but yeah, I should be home in the next month here, so but thanks a lot for having me. That'll do it for this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. We want to thank both Kieran and Davis for joining us. We also want to thank you again for downloading and listening. We recently got a couple more five-star ratings on iTunes, making a total of 15. If you're a regular listener, take an extra minute and give us one of those or a review as those kinds of things help spread the word about the podcast. Thanks again for all of the love, regardless of the platform, and we'll chat again next week.